All right, so yeah, as we just said off podcast, Happy New Year. Yeah, January 1st, 2022. Beautiful day. Hard to believe it's winter. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, this kind of worked out weirdly well. So yeah, this will come out a few days into 2022, but we're recording January 1st. And yeah, I just like forgot. I was on the way here and everything was closed. I'm like, oh yeah, right, it's New Year's. Yeah, so usually, you know, we go buy sushi or something at the uh, our local one sushi place. <laughs> but... Uh, but since everything was closed today, we just went and did a little hikey shit. Let's just go, whatever we got in this town, let's go take a nice little outside jaunt. And that's actually, it just happened to turn out this way because there's just nothing open today. So we just went on a little little woods hike, but it's perfectly appropriate to the weird show I'm going to show you this week. <laughs> so so I've got two, two shows. It's like what we were doing with comparing British to... Uh, to American, American and vice versa yeah uh-huh. except this time it's a cartoon and a live action version of the same cartoon but they're both just little 20 minute shows they're not that long but this this is weird because I I love this show I really love it but I am not at all confident that you're gonna like this you might think this is the most boring thing you've ever seen in your whole life <laughs> but it's an interesting phenomenon so that's kind of why I wanted to show it to you because it's just a weird thing that is literally only happening in Japan. The whole name of the phenomenon, it's like Japanese only. It's like, how do I describe this? So Japan always, you know, they're just, they've got Tokyo and they've got all their crazy technological stuff, but they also have the countryside and that's just how they are. They're kind of like the mix of the two things. They always have a distinct appreciation for nature. You know, you can really feel it in all of their stuff. But even when I went and visited there, it's like, yeah, that's how everything feels. So they would always have these things in their cartoons, like just little moments. Like here's just uh, the outside of the character's house and it's a rainy day and we just hang on it for a moment. And not like we do in our shows where it's just to show, here's where the setting is, it's a rainy day, you need to know that for the story, let's go. Like they really hold on it for a long time or like the sound of cicadas or just, just stuff, just these nice little appreciate nature for a moment little Bob Ross moments <laughs> that they just put in their stuff. And I always liked that. And that has just built up and built up and built up more and more and more over the past 20 years until it's become its own genre. It's called Iyashike. And Iyashike basically means healing anime, <laughs> is what Iyashike anime means, or Iyashike stories. And it's these shows, you know, we joke about shows that are about nothing, like Seinfeld's about nothing or whatever. These shows are literally not about a plot. Like, there are characters and stuff happens, but it's very minimal. And really, you're just watching this show for the calming vibes. Like, this is just supposed to, after a hard day of work and you're all stressed out, especially in Japan where you got this horrible work week or you just got to work your life away, and you just don't want drama and you don't want tension. You just want to feel calm. <laughs> and they have shows about that. Which, if you didn't know that's what it was, it would drive you crazy. Because you're like, when are we getting to the fireworks factory? When is something going to happen in this goddamn show? But I think as long as you know, nothing is going to happen. That's not why we're here. We're here for those shots of nature and just calm, quiet niceness. And yes, that's where it's like, I don't know how you're going to like this because it might just be really boring. But when I found out about these shows, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is exactly what I've been looking for because I'm just, 
You know, I've seen it all. I've seen every plot. Man versus nature. Man versus man. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, it's not interesting. By and large, you know, sometimes it's interesting. But most of the time, it's like you're just empty drama. You're just treading the same material I've already seen. So when you get the TV show equivalent of going for a little hike, I'm all about it. <laughs> I'll watch that. So this in particular, it's called Yuru Camp, which translates to laid back camp. And it's just about these girls who are obsessed with camping to like a ludicrous degree. All they care about is camping. They get part-time jobs to buy camping gear. And the show is just about them going camping. <laughs> and that's it. But like, for instance, in Odell Park, we were, where we were today, one time last summer, I was in one of the obscure corner parts of the park. And I was sitting on a fallen log and I was watching this show on my phone. So I'm in nature, but I'm watching a show. And I was like, I've laughed at something stupid that happened. And I looked up and a deer was looking at me. And behind it was another deer. And they watched me for a while and then they ambled off. And I'm like, how awesome is this? Like, technically, I'm watching TV. I'm just watching an anime on my phone. But I'm watching it outside in the woods and a deer is here. <laughs> it's perfect for that. Like, it's just what show would be better to watch in the weird circumstances that I like to get myself into than a show like this. So, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I guess we'll just watch it and see if you like it or not. Okay, Serenity Plus, it sounds like. Yeah, because it's, uh, I don't know, I can't say it might be boring. It is boring. But, <laughs> but if you know that's what it is, to me it's weirdly not boring. Because like, I find action shows boring. As soon as an action scene starts in a movie or a TV show, like my brain just glazes yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, me too. Especially, yeah. especially the uh, some of this crap that's out now. That's just action scene after action scene after act. There's no no character. I mean, there's a little bit of character development, but not anything that you care about. Yeah, it's always like a foregone conclusion, right? Like even shows that I liked, like Buffy. The parts of Buffy I like are when the characters are talking and doing stuff. As soon as an action scene starts, part of my brain just clicks off. Like, okay, we'll. We'll start paying attention again when they're done punching each other. But you know nothing important's going to happen, <laughs> you know? So that's what I find so weird about a show like this. Nothing important is happening ever. But when you just take that out of the equation, it just makes the little moments more interesting. But I could easily see someone saying they're not interesting because they're not. But they are. <laughs> it's just, it's really weird. And yeah, it's a Japan exclusive phenomenon. Oh yeah, so I was looking it up too. I was like, how come I never heard of this before? Where did this come from? And it's a little uh, inconclusive. But when these stories, these types of stories first started appearing, it was mostly as short stories first, and then they bled their way into other media. They think it was around the time of the mid-90s when those uh, sarin gas attacks happened in the Tokyo subways. Because... You know, Japan's a stressful society anyway, but it is, it is uh, safe. You know, like you just never feel in danger in Japan. Even just stuff like I was saying how there's uh, vending machines everywhere. Like even on obscure roads, there'll be a vending machine because no one will fuck with it. Where that's just not the case, even in Canada. In Canada, we're pretty, we're pretty cool. But if you put a vending machine on a obscure road. Yeah, without security lights and all this kind of stuff around it, somebody's going to beat the shit out of it to get the goods out of it. Yeah, or just, just for no reason. Or, or yeah, just to... <laughs> just to be an asshole. And, and, yeah, in Japan, they just don't do that. So domestic terrorism, like people getting gas attacked and murdered on the subway, it really shook things up, you know, because, like, nobody felt like that in Japan. Nobody ever had to question if they were safe, and then they did. 
So that's the that's the working theory right now is that right around that time is when this genre was born because people had an extra desire for things to just be calm. And yeah, it's just been building ever since. And it's relatively relatively popular now in Japan. But outside of Japan, this is weird shit. Like no it is so counterintuitive to our way of even thinking. It's like why would you make a show where nothing happens? Unless it's Seinfeld where the joke is nothing happens, but actually a bunch of stuff happens. This one, I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'm overselling it, because stuff happens, kind of. <laughs> but I guess we'll just watch it. And and yeah, this is just the first episode. So eventually this show builds up with a bunch of other characters, but this is really simple, because this is the first one. So there's only a couple of people even in it. But here we go. So episode one, season one of Yuru Camp. Setting the scene for the camping friends. So yeah, there you go. That's the episode where I guess I guess if I had to say if, if anything happened, I guess it was just that the girl who wanted to see the view of Mount Fuji because it's on the ten dollar bill, she did get to see. She got to see it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say that's pretty representative. Like well, eventually, I thought it was really interesting. It makes me want to go camping. I love too how it's just like weird how once you set expectations, like you set that this is the tone, right? Like it's just going to be this calm thing. But then when the older sister comes to pick up the younger sister and kicks her in the car and is like, get in the car, you dumb pig. It just seems like such a mean thing to say because the rest of the show is so nice. It's so calming. <laughs> yeah. Um, while I was watching it, I was thinking about the nights that we used to spend out at our camp. Right. With no power on, just make up fire. And we had a radio going and drink and drink some beer and then we'd go to bed. Yeah, yeah, it really does just, uh, just, yeah. It's just nice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I said, it's become this big phenomenon in Japan. Like people buy the clothes that these girls wear and stuff. It's weird too. It's all girls. There's almost no guys in this show. And I don't know what that's about. Just whatever, I guess. <laughs> just a just a thing. But uh, yeah, I was just surprised how much I liked it because it's hard. Uh, it's a hard show to pitch. Just today on my way here, I was saying to my cousin, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna make my mom watch some anime today. So he's like, oh, okay, so what is it? And I briefly described, like, it's this camping show. And he's like, wow, that sounds bad. Because <laughs> if you're a normal, like, people in a giant mech suit fighting each other, Voltron, Transformers bullshit, yeah, this sounds terrible. <laughs> but I love this. I love this show. It's fucking great. And there's, like, other shows like this. Like, there's a show called Nan Nan Biori about this girl who, uh, she's from Tokyo, but she moves to the way outskirts of Japan and it's just her and her like one of those single room schools everybody in the whole town fits in one class so it's just them hanging out doing nothing but it's funny because these girls who live in the boondocks they think they don't you know they're like all right so we get like one bus every two hours but how often could the bus come in Tokyo every hour probably it's probably not that different and the girl from Tokyo is just like yeah no sure and like they only have one store in the whole place and you got to travel for ages to get to the store that sells some candy you know it's just it's not about anything it's just pleasant it's just nice so yeah this is becoming a whole little industry of stuff 
Yeah, and, well, I, I enjoyed it immensely. And yeah. I learned how I better start collecting some pine cones if I remember going to be making a fire. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot easier than using egg cartons, which is what I usually use. Yeah, it's instructional. And yeah, the only thing that is a little silly is like some of those characters they showed at the end when they get to school, like there's a whole camping club. So obviously the pink haired girl's all into camping all of a sudden. So she joins the camping club. But the main character, the long haired girl with the bun, She's, you know, she's a loner. She doesn't join the camping club for a while. But eventually, the point I'm at now, it's almost getting silly where there's like seven of these girls who never talk about anything except camping. They all get part-time jobs so they can save up to buy Coleman lanterns and fucking winter appropriate sleeping bags. And it's like, it is a little weird that they only care about camping. But still, it's a really cool show. (laughs) So initially, I was just going to show you that as just like, here it is. Here's just a little thing. But then I was, I was looking into it a little and researching a bit. I found something that's kind of weird where it's all based on real places. Everywhere that they go camp is a real campground. Because uh, I was reading about how people have made these little pilgrimages in Japan. Like, I want to go to the campsite that the Euro camp girls went to. And then I found out that since all these locations are real... They were like, why don't we just make an actual show of this, a live-action Eurocamp show? I didn't even know this existed. And the reason I didn't know is because Japanese Japanese cartoons are, like, the best in the world. Like, they are, they've been the best since the 80s, at least. They, they actually care about animation. And, you know, this is, like, a thing they put on TV. Whereas Japanese live-action TV is some of the worst in the world. I don't know why. It just sucks. It's, like, low-quality cameras not stylish at all just flat just here it is let's just shoot it it just looks looks bad and that's coming from canadian like our shows have no money but we try you know (laughs) where in japan it feels like they don't even try like their tv is just shit i don't know how else to say it which is weird because south korean tv and movies is amazing it's almost as good as america but japan for whatever reason they don't care about this but i went and dug up an episode just because i thought it's interesting to see the real place. Like now if we watch the real show, they go to that actual campsite and there's the there's the tunnel and there's the toilets and it's like, oh cool. <laughs> it's just like the cartoon, but it's real. Except this really is boring because it's not a cool cartoon, it's just a bad TV show. But I thought <laughs> just just to to tie it off, just to see both sides, it's kinda neat to compare. So I found that too. Alright, well let's check it out because the, the cartoon version was excellent. Yeah, the cartoon is great. And uh, this show, another thing that's weird is uh, part of I think why anime adaptations, live action adaptations aren't that good is because anime characters don't act like people. So, so that's a problem here too, but it's very cut down the middle where the pink haired girl in the dish go She's an anime character. She does not act like a human being. She's a weirdo. She's all, like, crying and stupid and just, you know, whatever. So seeing someone try to be her is very awkward. Whereas the other girl, Rin, with the bun, is pretty normal. So that's not so hard. But I think that's why live-action anime shows, they got a lot going against them. You know, they have the bad quality of Japanese TV and the fact that anime characters are weirdos who don't act like people. (laughs) But at least in this one... One of the characters does act like a person, so that helps a lot. All right, so Eurocamp live action, season one, episode one. But they do this all the time. They make live action ones and they make movies. And uh, personally, I prefer the cartoons. Oh yeah, that's something too people have pointed out a lot about Japan is that 
people who take photographs of Japan, they usually go to great pains to not show the power lines, but in reality, there's power lines everywhere. It's really hard to get a shot of nature that doesn't involve power lines. So in the live action version, they can't help but show that that's the truth. It's weird that these are like the, the heroes of the show, the main characters. But like then when you see them as real people, it's like, man, the people from the camping club would be the biggest nerds in school. <laughs> you know, like like they would not be remotely cool, but but because this show is about them, here's where they get to be cool. It's like they did it's like if they did a show about band or something, you know. Yeah, but it's kind of a cute little thing. Yeah, so I thought it was neat to see this live-action one, to see the real place, and oh, here's the real view of Fuji and stuff. There's something about it, it's weird, it just, yeah, as a live-action thing, it feels a lot different to me. Like this, I, I probably wouldn't watch, <laughs> you know? Whereas the anime, I would. It's weird too, I wonder, kind of, it's weird, like, why bother? You've already got the cartoon, why make the live-action one? Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Like, maybe anime in Japan is not as popular as I think it is. Like, maybe there are people in Japan that will not watch a cartoon, <laughs> you know, but they'll watch a real show. I mean, it must be, right? Why else would they do that? And maybe uh, kids watching this, their parents wouldn't let them watch the anime version. But they'd be more than pleased watching, you know, a bunch of nerdy girls getting together and going out camping. Yeah, it's weird. I guess it's just one of those things where you realize, it, you know, I just I don't actually know how... Uh, how things work over there or whatever but uh but yeah it's just it's, it is weird too because it's just i guess it just feels a little more unnatural like obviously the anime is based off the comic but comics and anime are very similar so you know it's got its own tone and it's got everything set up where when it's live action it's just a bunch of real people trying to recreate the feeling of a cartoon it never works like never never once ever has a live action cartoon adaptation really worked so this is no different it's fine it's like whatever it's almost like you shouldn't compare the two but i know that they one is based on the other yeah i mean it's hard not to when they're identical yeah. <laughs> it's like it really is exactly the same which i think is almost maybe the problem it's like when you get a bunch of actors to try to be anime characters but as i was watching it i i kept thinking what if i had seen the live action one first instead of the anime one. The anime one is obviously much, much better. Right. Uh, concise. The animation work in it is fabulous. I mean, like the scenery that's, that they create is fabulous. But I kept thinking, what would I think of this live action one if I had seen it first? Yeah, and I guess it comes down to personal taste. Like, I guess if, like, I mean, obviously I grew up watching cartoons. I got no problem with watching cartoons, but... I guess, yeah, if a person is more inclined to live action, yeah, maybe they wouldn't like the cartoon. But yeah, it's something I noticed this time too, I mentioned while we were watching it. The cartoon has way more of that, that Iyashike vibe I was talking about, that like, the reason we're here is to look at a squirrel and to look at a leaf and to look at where the live action show didn't really do that. And yeah, the things that didn't feel boring in the cartoon, like what, where it hit me in the live action one, is they boil the water to put on their Mr. Noodles and they sit there and watch her pour the water into both the Mr. Noodles. 
And I mean, this is all splitting hairs. Like, why is one thing not boring and one thing is? But I was like, that's a, such a waste of 30 seconds to just watch the poor water. Because the anime didn't show that. The anime spent its downtime and showing And if they wanted to nature. give the impression that the girl in the anime, one with the pink hair, uh, was really a very strange girl, the anime version comes off much better. Yeah. Because of her hair color... Her, um, she's able to have uh, facial expressions that, of course, are created by a, an animation person. Whereas the in the live action one, that girl didn't seem all that strange to me. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably for the best, I guess, because if you push it too far, yeah, then it just comes off bizarre. Yeah, there's kind of no good way around it. It's just, it's just a weird oddity. But yeah, they do that a lot. They make these live action versions and. No one ever seems happy about it. <laughs> but, but anyway, the cartoon, yeah, is definitely my thing. And then once I get through the cartoon, I'm probably going to go back and read the comic because the comic goes even further than the, you know, it's been yeah. coming out for years. Now, as I said, the anime version made me want to go out and camp in the wintertime, not in the winter, but in the autumn. Right. The live action one, I found it interesting. You know, it was okay. I, I mean, I might watch that again, watch these girls going out in their camping thing. But it didn't give me that same yearning to say, you know what, yeah, I think I'd like to go out to the wilderness a bit or out to my camp and build a fire where there's nobody around and there's just me. Yeah, and I guess that's what's good about animation is you can kind of idealize the situation because even though it's the, it is a real place and like those are the same places, but it, yeah, just somehow feels a little different in the cartoon. It just, everything is perfect. <laughs> and the, and the, the characters in the animation are more like the universal person it's not you're watching young girls but it's not that could be anybody it could be old men it could be old women it could be young kids uh, could be anybody doing what they were doing but the live action one because they are real people I mean you obviously that's what you see and that's what you experience whereas uh, in the anime one they're more symbolic right. of the universal man, the universal woman who might go and do that stuff. It's neat too where I just find like the small the small trials and tribulations feel a lot more real to me. Like if you watch some show where it's like, oh my god, if I don't pilot the robot, I'm not gonna save the earth, you know, like I don't I don't give a fuck. You're gonna save the earth. Like why it's a foregone conclusion. Why are we even watching this? Where little stuff like uh I was thinking how there's a an episode later where the main girl, Rin, with the bun on her hair, she has like a scooter, like a little moped, so she can go even further. So she, she goes solo camping way far away, like in a different prefecture. And she's driving along, and it's getting dark, and the road she was going to take has uh, like a construction or a rock slide warning or something that's like, don't take this road. But then she checks her Google Maps, and it, it's going to take like two more hours if she goes around. And just that little problem. And I think she ends up meeting a local or something. And the local's like, ah, don't worry, it's all right. <laughs> you know, but like a little thing like that is so relatable. Because we've all been in situations like that where you're kind of traveling somewhere, you're off somewhere, you took a wrong turn, or the, the plan isn't working. And you've got to reconfigure the plan. And like that's so low stakes compared to normal anime where it's like, the sun's going to explode but I just like, I was into it. I'm like, oh shit, the road has a sign that says, don't go down the road. What's she going to do? <laughs> and I just love like taking the stakes down, just take it all the way down. And it just makes these little things actually 
feel like something. Because, like, that's like, the, the dead husk that I am. Like, yeah, I'll watch these these big action shows, and I just feel nothing. <laughs> because you can't relate to them. Yeah. But this, this was very relatable. Everybody could. That's what I'm saying. They're, those, those anime characters are like the universal man, woman, child, whatever. Because if you ever have traveled anywhere and you're on your own, yes, you have been faced with those anxieties and going places where you probably shouldn't have gone, making the wrong turn. And what is at the end of the road? Should I carry on? Should I go back? Very relatable to anybody who, I don't, you don't even have to be out in the woods. Yeah, I always think of... You could of, be in an urban center and the same thing happened and you're, you get lost. Yeah, because I don't have a license, so I never am doing like driving stuff. But I always think of this one night in Brooklyn where I was drunk and I was at some bar with people. And then uh, they all went one way and I went the other way because I lived in Queens. And I got so fucking lost. And it's the middle of the night. Not the middle, but it's getting late. It's dark out. And luckily, I was walking the right way that I bumped into the uh, above ground subway line. But for like a good 40 minutes, I'm like, I, I could literally be going the wrong way. And then what am I going to do? <laughs> and like, yeah, just that feeling of just, you're just adrift. And then when you realize everything worked out, it's like, whoo, <laughs> you know, and just stuff like that is, yeah, way more important feeling than, yeah. Yeah, there was one thing I noticed in the live action version of that too. And it may have been a mistake, uh, but in the anime version, she goes to that beach, and she is completely alone. Oh, here there was a tent in the back? There's a there's like a house or a building or something in the back. There's a travel van or something off to the right. Right. Uh, and there was, seemed to be some other little vehicle. Now, maybe that was the filming crew or something. I don't know what. Yeah. what but, but there was definitely some other a vehicle. There were no people there, but there was another vehicle off to the side and I said gee like uh, okay so she's not she's not alone or that seems kind of odd that those things would be parked there yeah I think that's probably more a function of it being the real place because uh I think that's how like the anime sort of tries to justify that they have any privacy is winter because they do a lot of winter camping in that show just to explain why there's not people there, because I think the reality in Japan is there's always people there. Everything is crowded. There's just a lot of fucking people. So I have a feeling like the film crew probably tried to get that beach to themselves, and that's probably the best they could do. There were probably other people there that were like, I'm not leaving. You can <laughs> you can film around me. But the anime version gave the definite impression of alone. Right. That, that she was completely alone. The live-action version couldn't spend the time, I guess, yeah. well, on creating I, I, that that solitude. I have a feeling that's probably part of the appeal of uh, of that show, as far as a calming show, like the show you watch to unwind at the end of the day. Is the uh, even just the fantasy that you could go to? Because that it's not like that campsite was even obscure. It's on a main road. You just go down the road a little. Of course, there's people there. There's always people there. Like I always think of. Uh, I mean, Tokyo in particular is so insane that, uh, you know, I always stayed away from rush hour, obviously, when I was there. But there was a time where I had to go to the embassy because I lost my passport. So I had to get there in the morning. And it was fucking bananas. The lineups to get onto the subway went all the way to the turnstile, through the turnstile, and down the hall. Like, something like you've never seen in North America. Unbelievable amount of people. So I was like, all right, I'm close enough to the embassy. I'm going to make it at this point. 
all I could do to get away from the crush is I went into one of the washrooms and I just sat in a stall, not even using it, just sitting on the toilet with my pants up for 40 minutes. I just sat in there on my phone doing stuff. There was other stalls, so, you know, it's not like I was <laughs> taking the only bathroom. Just waiting for it to clear out enough that it was merely crowded and not psycho crowded. And that's every day, every fucking day. It's like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I bet there's not a campsite in all of Japan where you can even be by yourself. So that's probably part of it, is you watch this show and you're like, ah, oh, wouldn't that be nice if no one else was at the campsite? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that's a, that's a thing. That's a phenomenon, the Ayashike show, the let's just chill out show. Well, I, I, I like them. I like, bo- I like both of them, but the anime version especially. Right. Uh, oh. but, but even the live action one, yeah, I mean, uh, but to me it was more like... A, the anime one is something I would think that would be for any anybody to watch, whereas the live-action one is more like a, a teen girl show. Yeah, totally, yeah. I was thinking, too, just as far as that thing we were saying about small things being relatable, it's also kind of neat where, as they meet people in the camping club and they get their little group of, you know, like in the intro they showed those other girls, when they realize how expensive it is to buy gear for winter camping and they really have no option, like you gotta buy the right stuff or you'll die. And then they all have to find jobs. And again, it's like, I guess it's like, that's what's so impressive about these things is how they walk the line of like, if you just tell somebody, yeah, it's a show about a bunch of girls who have to find jobs, then go to their jobs, then save their money to buy an insulated sleeping bag. Man, that couldn't be more boring. But it's not. It's awesome. It's like, she found a job. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Such a weird thing. So, like, that's what I like about, you know, there's obviously good and bad things about every culture. But that's what's so neat about a place as different as Japan is that we just, you could give North America a thousand years and we wouldn't make that show. It just wouldn't even cross our minds. (laughs) So it's neat to see other people do stuff like this. Well, and to have girls... In our culture, to have girls go off into the wilderness camping alone? Yeah, at the very least, it would be guys, right? Oh, my God. Guys, yes. But girls? And it would be about, let's go drink beer out by the campsite and yeah. talk about getting late. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but if it was girls, oh, there'd be all this fear and threat and, uh, you know, that some psycho might come after them or some sex maniac might follow them to the campground and have their way with them. I mean, we, we just wouldn't stop. We just wouldn't have, okay, a bunch of girls go together. They don't have adult supervision, and they go out and they they camp and they relate to one another. Uh, oh, that would be unheard of in North America. That's actually that's an interesting point. Is also uh, if there's one thing I don't like about that show, it's that the main girl with the bun, Rin. I like her a lot because she's cool. She's a cool customer. Every other character is like the pink-haired girl in the disco. They're all over the top. They're all silly. And I was like, this is a little weird. What's going on here? So I looked it up, and that's called moe. And it's another thing that is just like Japan has cornered the market on. That just means cute girls or cute people, but girls specifically. And that's a a, a genre there is like not only are you watching the, the show about the cool calming stuff, there's also shows that are just about I want to watch cute girls do stuff, but it might be cute girls piloting a mech, cute girls doing whatever. And that part is like a little cloying. After a while, it's like, I wish everybody would calm down a little. But the good thing about it is it draws this line in the sand where weird perverted stuff does not happen. Because Japan is any other cartoon 
eventually, if you have a show that's all about girls, you're going to see their panties. You're going to see their bras. They just throw that shit in because it's a, it's a patriarchal society, and that's what they want to see. And the nice thing about these Moe shows is it's the only place where they don't do that. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I really find it off-putting. Like, if I'm going to watch porn, I'll just watch porn. I don't need these weird... Like, the panty, sh- the panty shot is famous I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. And it's so weird, like, uh, like you know, Maison Koku. that's like one of my favorite things ever from the 80s, where the, you know, the, the guy who falls in love with his apartment manager, and I love that, but I've been going back to watch it, and it's amazing how often that girl just is like, whoops, my top's not on, <laughs> and it's because it's for a boy audience, and it's just like, do you have to? Does everything have to do that? And in Japan, yes, everything has to do that, except these moe shows about cute girls, so I'll take it. Like, even if the girls are a little annoying... At least it it keeps it in its this side genre that's not like embarrassing, <laughs> you know, because that's one of those things about Japanese society. Like they just think that's normal. But if you take that outside of Japan, it's like, why am I seeing everyone's tits all the time? Can't we just take a break on that? We're not that far removed, though. Most things that you watch always have to have some little. You may not see all the panties, and you may not see all the bras, but there's always. That that sex thing in there right. about uh, people just aren't people. There's a definite division line between feminine and male. Right. So that's, I guess, what I kind of like about, I don't know, something about, I guess, because Japanese society is so regimented that they regiment even this. It's like, hey, if you're going to watch the calm show about cute girls, that's what it's going to be, goddammit. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes that's good. That's what you want. Because, yeah, it's like, I never noticed it until shows like this. And it made me recontextualize other Japanese cartoons that I've been watching since, you know, whatever, for my whole life. That it's like, yeah, they'll just like, if a girl has to change a light bulb, let's get the camera right down here and look up her skirt. And it's like, porn exists. This doesn't need to be here. (laughs) So yeah, this show, that's another bonus. It's a double bonus that doesn't do that. So good on you, Eurocamp. (laughs) Thumbs up. Well, there, our first show for 2022. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Well, I'm glad that went well, because yeah, like I said, I'm like, I don't know. You might really think this sucks. <laughs> no, I <laughs> so. thought it was great. I loved it. Good. Well, I right loved then. it. I didn't find them. I didn't find either sl- show slow or draggy. Right. I mean, you, you had mentioned that maybe the live action run would be really boring, but I, I didn't find it boring. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a, yeah, like if it was all that existed, maybe I would watch it. But I guess just when you've got the two options and they're both the same... Yeah, if I was going to choose, I would choose the anime version. Right. It was superior. But both of them were very relaxing. It really is cool, though. And isn't it cool to see, like, in the anime, you're like, hey, the beautiful shot of Mount Fuji. You could easily make that up. But then you see it, and, oh, they didn't make it up. There it is. Cool. There it is. You could go there. (laughs) And you know what? That was like an autumn moon that they showed in in the live show. When you saw that moon shining on the mountain, that was like a, a like a harvest moon that we would have here in October or September, which I, I don't know if that was later. I mean, they're, they've got very cold breath, um, so it's probably like November or December. Uh, but yeah, well, that could be the solstice moon, too. I wonder, too, I was thinking that during the live action one, that was probably one of the toughest parts about filming is to get a clear shot of Mount Fuji because that guy, Chris Broad, who does the videos about Japan, he doesn't live near Tokyo. He lives up north. But he he made a whole 
four-part series about finally getting to see Mount Fuji because for the like seven years he's lived in Japan it's always been overcast every fucking time he goes there <laughs> like it's relatively rare to get that view which is why that's the focal point but yeah that's one thing that's impressive about the live action one is they they got it they, yeah, they got it they got it it was beautiful yeah